And I'm like, Lord, I can't do this. This is hard to do. It's like I was at the gym the other day, my weekly gym story, and I saw an elderly gentleman do this one-footed one squat onto a, onto a box. And I thought, oh, yeah. So when he walked out of the room, I gave it a go. I couldn't do it. You, there's like different versions of squat. I can do the two-footed one. And, and this guy, he had some strength in this department. That was a hard version of, of the squat. And I think getting back to what we're talking about, trust is not just trust God in the easy things, but trust God in the hard things as well. Trust God not only when things are going well, but trusting God happens in the moments of challenge and the moments of struggle. When you really feel like not trusting in God and freaking out. And, and so we, when we trust God with everything, we trust Him with the good and the bad and the ugly. And, and that's what we can do. And trusting God with, with everything in our heart. So every part of me, Lord, I don't want, and this is what I was talking with God about. It's like, God, I don't want to just know this verse in my head and say, God, I trust you. But in my heart, my heart's full of fear and my heart's full of uh, angst and, and, and being not sure about whether God has got my back in this scenario. Does anybody relate with what I'm saying? So trusting God with everything is, is so hard. But what I really, really want to do is explore what is at the core of trust in God. Um, and, and, and I just believe God is really wanting to draw us closer. Because if you think about it, trust, at the core of trust, there needs to be relationship. There needs to be relationship for trust to be established. Because uh, I don't know about you, how you did your courtship with your partner. Um, I got married to Sam after a period of time of getting to know her and, and being around her and developing relationship with her. And it was over time and through relationship that trust begins to form. And as we go through in life, that trust begins to get stronger and stronger. And I think it's funny that trust takes time and years to build, but in a moment can be broken in relationship when one party doesn't live to the, the standards of that relationship. So trust is this valuable thing where relationships thrive and you need it for relationships to thrive uh, and, and I believe that God is calling us into a deeper and closer relationship with Him so that trust can develop. See, I think the trust gap in our life, the major reason why we find it hard to trust God is that we are unfamiliar with who God is in our life. So this unfamiliarity with who God is will lead us to a place of not being sure, does God really have my best intentions at heart? And I believe today God is calling us into relationship with Him so that He could form that trust in our life, so that we can live life according to the standard and the, the way He's got for us. Because who, who would want to have in their life the ability to not have to figure everything out on their own? the ability to have somebody to go to and to rely upon. And, and this area of relationship, God is calling us into an intimate relationship with God. He's calling us into a daily 
relationship with himself so that he can develop the trust and that he can develop the relationship. It's like the Bible uses the picture of walking with God. In Galatians 5, it talks about if you walk with God, keep in step with God. And I like that because walking is not like this amazingly big feat of strength. It's not like a superheroic effort of power. In fact, you might walk for hours and hours and that's really good, get your steps up and all that. But I love that God uses the picture of walking with Him day by day as the picture of how He wants to do life with you, is that He wants to be there with you day by day in the mundane, in the big, in the small. Every step, God's saying, I am calling you into relationship with me. And, and God's calling you into that connection with Him so that you know wherever you go, you're walking in relationship with God. So if trust is formed through relationship, then God wants to do relationship and do life with us. Because I think sometimes in our life, uh, trust can be an area, and let's just say it this way, trusting somebody is making yourself vulnerable to that person. You are, in a sense, putting down the walls that are there to keep you safe, to keep you protected, to keep you at a distance. And do you know what? I was thinking about that. Sometimes I think we can find it hard to trust God because so many people in our life have broken our trust. And we feel that that's a pattern of what's going to happen in our life. And because I thought about this, our, our key relationships in our life, uh, you know, early on are with our parents and, and, and our close family members and with aunties and uncles and with teachers. And then life quickly teaches us that the people that uh, we, were, we, we thought we could trust, and, and usually most of the time they do right by us, but they're just human. And, and, and they'll let us down and they'll break our trust and and because of that, things happen and people do us wrong and people don't say what they mean and mean what they say and, and, and walls go up because we want to keep ourselves protected. I was talking with a co-worker and they're going through a painful separation and, and there's kids, kids involved and, and they're really going through it and, and they're sort of looking for new relationships and, and trying to find that sense of belonging and, and home with somebody. And when you do that, you make yourself vulnerable to that person. And I, these words came out of my mouth. I said, just put some walls up. Don't let anybody in that space. Because I, I, I wanted her to, to feel like not to be vulnerable. Don't, don't give that space to people. And I think that is our natural response when things go wrong is to put walls up. But what God is actually calling us to do in our relationship with Him is to bring the walls down. So the walls that, that go up in our life to keep us safe can become these barriers in our life that, we, that become hard spots in our life that we find it hard to let go in certain areas. Am I talking to anybody today? I might find it easy to trust God in this area, but in that other area, oh no, I've been hurt and I've been, I've been, I've been mistreated and things have happened to me. Sheldon, you don't know the things that I've faced. And you're right, I don't know. But God knows. God sees. And God's saying, I want to come into that space and show you that I am worthy of trust. 
See, you may have been failed by a thousand people. You may, be, may have been failed by those closest to you who were meant to protect you, but they broke your trust. And God's saying, I am not like those people. I would never break your trust like that. God's saying, I have come so that you may have life and life to the full. And God's saying, I see the walls. I see the barriers. I see the hard places in your heart. And, and, and God's just, here's the picture. He's inviting you to bring Him close. He's, he's saying, would you just allow me into the space of your world? Would you just for a moment take down the walls of, of hurt and pain and allow God to come in? Because God is worthy of our trust. He not only has the place of trust, being God, being, being uh, the Creator, but He is also can back it up with His actions and put into practice and He can show you that not only is He God in, in theory, but He is God in practice and that He wants to come into every space of our hearts and our life and let you get to know Him. God's like, let me in. I'm coming in and I want to just deal with the, the nitty gritty. God's like, I want to deal with the mess. So that's why it says, trust the Lord with all your heart not just the good stuff, the brokenness and the shame and the, the stuff that we don't want to talk about. But God says, let's get into this. Let's be in relationship. And oh, yeah, that's scary. Oh, yeah, that's dangerous. Oh, yeah, some people might advise you not to do it. But God's saying, would you trust me and I'll show you who I am. I'll show you that I am worthy of your trust. And I began to think of, of, of some scriptures that God is calling us into this place of, of lack of control where, where God wants to be the one in control of our life. But we, it's, it's so hard to let go of that control because then when you let go of control and you trust, you are now out of control. And you were like when you're a passenger in the car and, and we were driving late last night. We went to a party and, and Sam didn't eat all day because life was so busy and she was tired. And, and, but I was trusting her to stay awake as we're driving on the freeway. And, and I placed my trust in her and she didn't break it. We're here. We survived. But trusting God is like getting into the passenger seat and trusting that the driver has your best intentions at heart. And I believe that God wants to break down the stigma that He doesn't have your best intentions at heart, that He can't be trusted. Because if past experience tells you that you can't trust anyone, I'm here to tell you that you can trust God. Would you, would you take the scary step of getting into the passenger seat of your life and allowing God into this seat here? Allowing Him to drive, allowing Him to steer. And it's done in relationship. Relationship, like we talked about, walking with God day by day as He brings you close, you're going to begin to see and feel who He is in your life. God's not asking you to make crazy faith decisions based on no experience at all or based on just an idea, but He's like, the person of Jesus is here for you to get to know so that you can make decisions based out of relationship. The Bible says in Psalm 84, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. So would you in your life begin to experience the goodness of God and, and begin to see He is not who people say He is. 
In the Bible, Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And, 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 and the disciples respond, well, some people say this, some people say that. But then Jesus says, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter begins to profess faith in Jesus. And God is looking for that place of your heart where you're getting to know for yourself that God is good, that God is a loving Father, that God can be trusted in every area of your life. So taste and see that the Lord is good. He's calling us to, to do that. In Psalms 46, uh, the Bible talks about God being a safe place. In verses 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. God wants to let you know you have a safe place in Him. And you don't need to keep yourself safe and covered up with, with your ability to control everything. But He says, would you get out of the driver's seat and into the passenger seat and bring every worry, every care, every concern, because I think that is a barrier that stops us trusting. The things that have happened to us and the hurts that have come upon us can prevent us from trusting like those walls. But God says, just come into me and I will be your refuge and your ever, ever present in help of trouble. How many of you would walk a little bit different if you knew that you, you got God watching your back? You just push your shoulders up a little bit more. And you'd walk with a little bit of confidence and a little bit of, of faith and trust. And, that's, and I'm not saying, oh, how could you ever feel fear? How could you ever feel anxiety? No. Remember, the one, this is, trust is a one-legged squat. It is hard. But God's saying, come, come, let's do life together. Let me show you how I can, I can help you and be with you. And let me show you through time, moment by moment, through experience that I can be trusted. So run into God, experience His love and His mercy, experience the safety that comes with God, experience the care that comes from relationship with God. He sees all your needs and He cares. He sees your thoughts, He sees your worries, He sees your concerns, and He invites you into relationship. God can be trusted. Romans 8, 28 says this, um, as I turn there in my digital Bible, Romans 8, 28. It says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. So this is actually getting to the nitty-gritty of, can I really trust God when things are going bad? Because things are going to go not how you want them to go. You're going to lose things. You're going to, relationships will break down. People will exit your life and you, you're not sure why or how that happened. Things are going to happen in your life. But trusting in God, when we have relationship with Him and we begin to know His nature for us, we know that whatever happens in our life, God is working it for our good. God didn't cause the pain. Didn't God, God didn't bring the, the suffering. Uh, God isn't, isn't trying to hurt you or harm you. God's trying to bring good into your life. 
And I can't answer why those things happened. I can't answer why my mum passed away when I was 16 and I was praying for healing. And I, I believe I saw healing. The night before she passed away, we prayed and she said, the pain is gone, the pain is gone. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And the next day she passed away. And do I have an answer for you into how that works? No. But what I have found in my life is that I don't need to understand the why to trust the who. And that's just the real, that's raw. So I would encourage you, as hard as it is, would you just begin to talk to the who and talk to him about what? Talk to him about the stuff. I was many conversations I had with God where I was yelling I don't, and, and all sorts. And I, I was just talking to God. And would you do that in your life? Would you open the spaces of your life, good, bad, ugly, painful, hurt, do it. And I can tell you that even though I still to this day don't understand the reason why, that'll be um, my first question when I see God in heaven is, God, what's with dinosaurs? Like, where do they fit into the picture? I joke. And then, and I'm sure we can have a conversation about that one day and it will all make sense. But for now, even when I can't see it, he's working. Even when I can't feel it, he's working. So my encouragement to you Whatever you're facing, would you begin to feel the love of the Father God who wants to do relationship with you? And He wants to. The Bible talks about God binding up the wounds of the brokenhearted, healing. So for my life, that was a very, very real passage of Scripture that God did for me. God was so close to me in those moments. And I felt that. But whatever you're facing, God wants to reveal Himself in that situation to you. God is there. God can be trusted. God can be, uh, he's a safe place. Run into him. Just forget everything else, run into him. And that is on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis. And I believe another barrier, the, the main one, the trust gap, I called it. The, our ability to trust and, and, and our wanting to trust, there's that gap. And we talked about unfamiliarity with God being the major gap in between why we find trusting so hard. And then along with that comes another barrier is that when we, the, it says in Proverbs 3, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I began to think about what are the structures in my life that I am leaning on in the place of relationship with God. See, support structures in our life, vital, needed, necessary. They help you keep things up. They help lift weight, structures, foundations, help keep structures up. And in our life, we have great support structures. You think about Samantha is a support structure in my life, relationships. When I'm having a bad day, I can talk to her. And she can tell me uh, all sorts of things because relationship is a safe place. And, and I was beginning to think about our support structures. What do we lean on? What do I run to? What are some things that we run to? I began to think, you know, sometimes our bank account balance can become a structure that we lean upon to go, oh, I'm, I'm okay, I'm good, money in the bank. 
And some of you are like, I wish I had that support structure. But what we have or what we know, because he says, lean not on your own understanding. Is understanding bad? No. Is wisdom bad? No. The Bible talks about getting wisdom, getting understanding. Go to school, do your homework, eat your wheat beaks, do all of that. These support structures in our life are not bad, but if they replace the place of God being the first and primary place of refuge and strength and trust, then it's all mixed up. See, if you're placing your weight and your faith and your trust upon what you know and what you can do, let me tell you, that foundation ain't strong. That foundation might get you through a few things, but it's not going to bring you through other things. Because he says, lean not on your own understanding. And I'm like, Lord, thank you that I don't have to lean on my own understanding because I don't understand a lot, a lot of the time. But we have this ability to go to God and say, God, I want to depend on you. And really, I was thinking some other support structures. You know, when times get tough, how do we deal with stress? How do we deal with anxiety? And a lot of it is just trying to numb the pain of existence sometimes. Come on, just chasing a feel-good moment. And you might look for that in, in substances. You might look for that in relationships or, or physical connection with people. All these areas in our life that, that sort of numb those feelings of being out of control or be, being stressed. And, but God's saying, would you not rely on those things as the first port of call? But would you rely on me? Would you rely on relationship with me? Would you lean not on your own understanding, but trust in me? So God wants to move us from self-reliance into complete dependence on Him. Because we all have a pull. It's like this magnetic thing to go, I can do it. (laughs) We're hardwired as humans with this thing called pride that says, I don't need, what need of God do I have? And especially in, in Australia where we live, where if you don't have enough money in the bank, you can go down the road and talk to somebody and they'll give you money. And the government looks, we have a great government. We have all of this. And I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm saying sometimes our, our need of God isn't as visible to us. Because in other countries, the, the, the need of God is super evident because if, they, if God doesn't provide, then they won't have anything to eat. Or do you get what I'm saying? But we have to guard against complacency in terms of our need, our, our hunger and our desire for God. That, is, that I think is one of the biggest killers of, of faith and trust in God is apathy and, and, and um, blah, whatever will be, will be, it'll be okay. But God's calling us into this place of faith and trust in Him when we're not relying on anything else as a primary support structure, but running into God. So we need to move from self-reliance onto dependence. And I just want to read to you a couple more verses and then we're going to end for the day. You guys still doing okay out there? Good. We're going to get you some coffee and some chips in a moment. Psalm 10. And I'm going to read verses four, but this is, this is blessing me as I read it. Um, But Psalm 4 says, in his pride, so Psalm 10 verses 4, my apologies. In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him, being God, does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. And I thought, wow, what a powerful verse 
is that how many times do we go through life and deal with stuff and, and we don't make any space for God in that, in that situation? We're just busy dealing with situation after situation. But would you pause to consider God in your thoughts? Would you pause to take a moment? And that's really the, the, the how-to of, of developing relationship. Would you make room for God in your life? Please do it. Make room for relationship with God. Make room for God in your thoughts. Make room for God when you're making decisions. Make room for God. Invite Him into the space. Make room. So, so get rid of some of the other junk that, that has been, been your go-to and say, God, I want to make you my go-to. So before, Lord, I consult anybody, may I consult you? Or, or may I take the advice and bring it to you and say, God, what do you say about this? What do you think about this? God, is, God wants to be there moment by moment with you. An example, we lost our dog the other day. We came back, our garage was up. We got three chihuahuas, don't hate, we love them. Uh, I married into it. I love him. The one chihuahua that was lost is my favorite chihuahua. He's got all these medical conditions. He's special. He's going blind. He's got a tongue that sticks out, no teeth. Anyway, I, I love this dog. And I don't know how it happened because I did not like the chihuahuas when we first got together. But over time and through trust... No, we bond, me and that dog bonded at the vet one day. He hurt his ankle and I stood there while he was getting his temperature checked and I could see he was just looking at me. I felt like he imprinted and, and there was a bond. So there's the bond and, and, and he's missing. We get home and we've been gone for two hours and he's missing. And the two dogs are there and Sam immediately is distraught and broken and I begin to start running around the neighborhood and I'm like, I'm praying, God, God, and I'm just saying, I'm saying, God, God, help me. And for 20 minutes, I'm running around. And long story short, I just go down this um, road. I'm sort of heading back home. And then in my mind, I'm just like, I'm going to talk to whoever's out the front of the house. I'm just going to, whoever's out the front of the house, I'm going to talk to them. In the corner of my eye, I see people out the front of the house in a cul-de-sac. And as I move towards them, as I move towards them, I see these kids on the side. I say, have you seen a chihuahua? And they say, yes. So I keep walking and then I start to hear my dog's bark. He's gone about 200 metres from our house, down across a, a road, turn right into a cul-de-sac and he's in the front yard of somebody's uh, building and he's this small, scared dog. And I could hear him bark, picked him up, long story short, he's back and we found him and, and, and I was just like, God, thank you so much. And I believe even in my absolute um, distraughtness and fear, I was feeling all of those things. I believe God was directing my steps even in moments like that. It's like even in my craziness and in my stress, inviting God into the spaces allows Him to come in and because I believe God was directing my steps in that, in that moment. So God wants to do the same for you. God wants to direct your steps in your job, in your relationships, in your finances. Would you make room for Him this week? Would you make room? Come on, let's...